On this week's episode of Bad in the Boondocks, I'm going to talk about the unsolved murders of Cary Graham and Francine Trimble. You're listening to Bad in the Boondocks. Bad in the Boondocks. Bad in the Boondocks. People put it down, but what you're supposed to do in a small town. Bad in the Boondocks. Bad in the Boondocks. Lord have mercy, can't help being bad in the Boondocks. Hey, and welcome to Bad in the Boondocks. I am your host, Drew, and I'm so sorry that Stan cannot be with us today as he is under the weather, but it's all good. So, um, I just want to say go check out our Instagram where we post about our cases. You can read about them. And also, um, leave us a rate and a review please we greatly appreciate it and we also read every single one of them and it makes our day whenever we read them so go and leave us a review and if it's okay i'm going to go on and get in with the story since um he's not here today so i'm going to be talking about the unsolved murders of carrie graham and francine trimble Residents of Forestville, California, Carrie Ann Graham, age 15, and Francine Mary Trimble, age 14, were next-door neighbors and inseparable as children. In December 1978, the two girls left their homes to go to Cottingtown Mall in Santa Rosa, telling their families that they were going to buy Christmas gifts. They were never seen alive again. According to family members, Trimble's mother made a missing child report to Sonoma County Sheriff's Office in mid-December 1978, though the exact date was not known. Graham was reportedly um, reported missing on Christmas Eve that year. The dates of disappearances of the disappearance would be a discrepancy that would haunt the investigation for years to come. Sonoma County Sheriff responded by conducting a dual investigation but found neither girl had taken anything with them. Their makeup was found still arranged on a dresser in Trimble's room like they were getting ready to go somewhere and planned to return. Also, Trimble had recently undergone surgery to remove her appendix and her prescription medication was still in her room. Investigators speculated Graham had gone next door to Trimble's home the day they disappeared and eventually concluded that they were runaways, meaning the investigation into their disappearances basically stopped. A terrible miscalculation, but one that is commonly made and still happens to this day. Both families feared the girls had been hitchhiking and possibly kidnapped, but also couldn't totally rule out the possibility that they both ran away. On the afternoon of July 8, 1979, two men from Sacramento were taking a drive to Mendocino Coast and stopped at a turnout along Highway 20, approximately 
12 miles west of Willits. There, the area where the men pulled off the road in a private land area near the Jackson de- dem- <laughs> Demonstration State Forest is more than 100 miles northwest of where Trimble and Graham vanished. <clears throat> One of the men ventured down a steep embankment near James Creek and made a gruesome discovery. He discovered a human skull slightly visible in what appeared to be a shallow grave halfway down the embankment. The individuals left a soda can on the side of the road to mark the area and went to notify authorities. Mendocino County Sheriff responded to the scene. They conducted an extensive ground search and found numerous skeletal remains scattered in the area, later revealing the remains were of two individuals. No clothing was found. Both victims had been bound with duct tape and hidden inside plastic bags and shallowly buried. Due to animal scavenging, Police found pieces of duct tape, hair, and bones dispersed around embankment, the embankment and creek. As for personal effects, only a small shell earring of a bird was found at the location. It was later determined to be Trimble's. Police determined both victims had been murdered at another location and bodies buried in the location, most, recent, most certainly after sundown. The FBI joined the Sheriff's Department in an extensive two-day search and was able to recover an estimated 90% of the skeletal remains. The autopsies concluded the recovered um, remains were Caucasian, the estimated time of death to be approximately December 8, 1978. At first, the coroner could not make a determination if the remains were female or female I'm at male or female, but later a forensic pathologist made the determination one victim was male and one female. But in 1978, the technology available today did not exist, and the attempt to make an identification of of unidentified bodies was in its infancy during the 1970s. Well, victim one estimated between 5 feet 3 inches and 6 feet, but possibly no taller than 5 feet. Age was thought um, to be between 10 to 20 years old, but possibly no older than 14 years old. The handmade shell earring was found with this victim and was popular with Native Americans and hippies. Um, This body would later be identified as Francine Trimble. Victim 2. Estimated to be between 5 foot 2 inches and 5 foot 11 inches um, tall, but possibly no taller than 5 foot 5 inches. Age was thought to be between 10 to 20 years old, but possibly no older than 13. It was determined the victim had light brown hair and excellent dental work. This victim would later be identified as Carrie Graham, who was only 4 feet 9 inches, so they got that wrong. With the victim's gender, ethnicity, and actual height in question added to the difficulties to properly identify the victims, 
and an erroneous, erroneous <laughs> however you say it, report that the victims may have been related, possibly a brother and sister, surfaced further baffling authorities. With no missing persons report involving siblings received within the time frame the girl went missing or in the following years, the two unidentified bodies were never connected to the missing girls. The victims became informally known as John Doe and Jane Doe. Both unidentified victims were entombed in a cement crypt at the Russian River Cemetery in Yukia, California. Now, we are going to, well, I'm going to take a short little break just for a second so that we can hear a word from our sponsors. Popcorn is an is a marketplace connecting podcasters to amazing podcast sponsorship opportunities, such as host-read ads, interview segments, topical discussions, and more. With Popcorn, there is no middleman. Podcasters of all sizes can browse and choose opportunities right on the platform. You never give up any rights to your podcast, and Popcorn has helped is here to support you at every step and ensure you're protected and compensated for the work that you do for brands. The Marketplace mission is to give podcasters transparency, creative freedom, and full control of how and when we monetize. Click the link in my show notes to sign up to Podcorn and start browsing sponsorship opportunities. And we are back to Bad in the Boondocks. Thank you for staying with us in that short break. So I'm just going to keep on with the story. And just for, uh, if you asked, he is under the weather, feeling a little down. I don't really know what he has. Some type of cold or something. Who knows? But I think I've got it a little bit as well. But, okay, the first discrepancy that occurred to hinder the identification of Trimble and Graham was the dates of... Um, disappearance. Police had mistakenly entered Trimble and Graham's as occurred on as occurring December twenty fourth, nineteen seventy nine. Actually, Graham's mother confirmed she had made the report on December twenty fourth, nineteen seventy eight. While Trimble's family collaborated, the reports were made to the Sonoma County Sheriff during December nineteen seventy eight. In a Press Democrat article, remains found in Mendocino County in 1979 belonging to two missing Forestville teens. It states forensic auton. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just going to butcher this. Odontologist Jim Wood, now a state assemblyman, was first to question the familial relationship between the victims after examining both sets of teeth in 2000. Following the first of two re-examinations of the skeletal remains, Wood said he believed the jaw were too dissimilar to be related. The second inconsistency was Graham's remains being listed as male. Yet another discrepancy was the familial relationship that would later be proven wrong. These major inconsistencies would hinder the FBI system from making a positive cross-reference match, that is, until 2014. 
the bodies were exhumed again, and a DNA test revealed a female victim instead of a male. In 2011, BBC... (laughs) BBC. Never mind. Teamed up with the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, along with a forensic artist who created a facial reconstruction. The girls were also entered into the National Unidentified and Missing Persons System, and family members were contacted to submit DNA um, family reference samples into the FBI um, system. DNA samples were processed at the University of North Texas Center for Human Identification. 36 years after the two best friends were found along the roadside, they were officially identified. After decades, they could finally be returned to their families. Well, sadly, of course, Trimble's parents were now deceased, but several other family members attended the official press conference. Graham's parents still live in Forestville, but were not able to attend. Trimble's brother, however, flew in from Utah to attend, and here authorities announced John and Jane Doe finally had names, Carrie Graham and Francine Trimble. Mendocino Sheriff Tom Alman said, We're hoping somebody out there knows something. Telling the girls' family members and media who attended the press conference, he said again, I hope you never believed we'd forgotten this case. Never a case without challenges. Unfortunately, investigators are now fighting time, fading memories, and many witnesses gone, lost with many years that have passed. Now, this was before they were identified, They were still trying to find them, but just the years kept ticking and ticking, and they everything was just going nowhere. They could not find anybody or nothing. Wildman was hoping someone out there um, remembers seeing something, a vehicle parked along Highway 20 that may have stood out in their memory. Someone picking up two young girls in a town of Forestville or Santa Rosa will hopefully... um, you would see someone, something. Clues to their disappearance might shed light on the current investigation moving forward. Their families described the girls as sweet, happy, bright, and innocent. They were always together, said Ron Graham, Graham's brother, now 58. Now knowing the girls are deceased, it's a shock, said Graham. Trumbull's uncle, Will Wash, (laughs) (laughs) told reporters, We miss Francine and regret deeply she never had a chance in life, he said. It would be really wonderful to solve this case. Trumbull's aunt said, They just vanished in the thin air. My mother called all over the place, even called a psychic out of desperation at one point. Over the years, police have investigated a number of leads and interviewed several potential suspects, including several serial killers who operated in that area during the 1970s. In Santa Rosa, the bodies of another seven girls, mostly hitchhikers, were found dumped in ravens and creek beds, all similar during 1972 and mid-1979. 
Well, police wanted to know more about the hours leading up to Cram and Trimble's disappearance. They still don't know if the girls hitchhiked to a Cottingtail Mall or if they ever made it. Eileen Goetz, a friend of the girls as teenagers, she saw the girls at El Molino High School on the date they vanished. They smoked cigarettes with Goetz near the tennis court at the school. According to Goetz, the girls did not attend school that day and told her that they were going to hitchhike to a party in Santa Cruz and asked her if she wanted to go with them. Another friend also stated that they saw the two girls hitchhiking near a local Chevron station. At this time, police have not officially stated the murders of Trimble and Graham are connected to another, um, other victims found in or near Santa Rosa throughout the same time, but it is not out of the realm of possibility, nor too hard to speculate. There is a strong chance they are. And this case is still unsolved to this day, but at least in 2014, they were officially identified. And it is sad because they were only 15 and 14 years old, and you know they still had their whole life ahead of them. But that is my case of Carrie Graham and Francine Trimble. I really hope you enjoyed this week's episode. I know it's a little different than the last times, but um, we are sorry about that. And I hope that you enjoyed my story. And I will see you next time, because I am always Jeru. See ya.